Hello, Winnipeg Jets fans. It is time to return to conversations about free agents upcoming this offseason. We've talked about RFAs. We've talked about big-name free agents. This episode, I wanted to take a little bit of a step back and talk about some guys who might be underrated gems, whether it's filling in uh, the Manitoba Moose roster or looking for guys who could conceivably play a more depth role for the Winnipeg Jets and give us some of that always really helpful insurance in either the bottom six or maybe even one of the third-pairing spots. We'll take a look at guys who might also be a little bit overlooked for more elevated roles, all coming right up on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. Or Locked On, the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. Thank you for choosing to make Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, Odyssey, and YouTube. Doing so is completely free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode. Most of all, though, we just really love and appreciate your support. On tonight's episode, like I mentioned earlier, I wanted to take a look at uh, some of the top free agents that I think are maybe more under the radar. Some guys who are super underappreciated. Maybe they just don't get the name brand recognition because, you know, they're not the top leading scorers on their teams, but players who I think still provide plenty of value for their squads. Uh, I'll be looking at guys who I think are, are worth maybe like a league minimum deal or something cheap. And it's not just going to be players who are, are NHLers. I might also be interested in guys who could conceivably help the Manitoba Moose because uh, obviously the Moose are likely to graduate more than a handful of players next season. And so I think it's really important to kind of take a look um, maybe at a more holistic picture about some guys who could potentially help you know slide into the Moose roster and give Winnipeg the reinforcements they need to freely call guys up and maybe get some uh, some of the prospects into the the Winnipeg Big Club because if there's one thing the Jets don't really do, it's it's graduate a lot of of Moose players full time. That is kind of a weakness with this team. And I've seen stuff on Twitter about you know unnamed NHL uh, executives or staff members suggesting that when it comes to development, the Jets haven't always succeeded. So. You know, I, I, I do agree with that in a in a in a manner. I do think that the Jets have some work to do, especially graduating some of their prospects who are kind of like in their early to mid twenties. Uh, but in the meantime, obviously having NHL ready depth to call upon is always really important. And, you know, on that wavelength, there are some guys that I think are worth maybe taking a look at. Uh, for one, I would actually have a lot of time for Tyler Ennis. I don't know why Ennis just seemingly never gets paid. Uh, I know that he's 32. He has had a little bit of an injury history over the past several years, but Ennis for me is one of the most criminally underrated, underappreciated middle six forwards. And he's honestly somebody who I feel like if you asked him to, he could actually play in an elevated role. He's got uh, a, a pretty decent shot still. His passing and positioning are always really strong. And I feel like he plays a responsible game that, you know, despite being like 32, he still has a high work rate. He's still very creative. 
Uh, you know, and it's it's kind of easy to forget that at one point he was Buffalo's most exciting player. Uh, obviously, those days are long gone. But what you still have with him is a KG veteran who's good for like, I don't know, 30, 35 points a season in a really depth role. And he was being paid like, I don't know, 900K this season. For me, that's just criminal. I think he's still a really good player. Uh, and if the Jets are looking for a veteran bottom six player, uh, somebody who has leadership qualities and who Winnipeg could conceivably bring into strength and maybe the fourth line and some of the depth scoring, maybe if they're not you know, feeling uh, a David Gustafson or something is really a good fit there, then for me, Ennis makes a lot of sense. Uh, Tyler can play either out wide or down the middle. I think he's been largely deployed as a winger over the past several years. Um, again, I, I feel like teams just for some reason, cast him off, and he ends up signing somewhere else for almost nothing, which I don't really understand. Uh, I thought it was very effective for the Oilers. He's since gone to Ottawa, and again, he had another really good season. You know, if you look at the Oilers roster and you see the kinds of depth forwards they have instead, it's like, why didn't you feel he was good enough for that team? I, I mean, he's not going to be the kind of player that I would be pairing with McDavid necessarily, but in you know a middle six role, I feel like he can absolutely do a job. And again, he's he's making almost nothing. Uh, that for me is just found money. It's kind of the same situation with what Matthew Perot um, in a more ideal world would have brought for, say, the Montreal Canadiens, right? He had a very cheap contract, didn't really take a lot to, to bring him in. Uh, but of course, his performance there and uh, unfortunately, some of the coaching staff changes and chaos didn't really allow him to find a role. But Ennis, for me, is that kind of guy. I think he'd be a great value add for a really smart team, and I hope that team would be a squad like the Jets. I think Winnipeg could actually benefit from him, and you know he he brings, again, that veteran presence, those intelligent moves, and uh, a, a really strong work ethic. Kind of on a related note, uh, this guy I'm, I'm not as high on signing because he is a lefty, and that's kind of the one spot the Jets don't really need as much defensive help on, um, but I would be interested in Brett Kulak. Uh, he's a little bit younger than Ennis. You know, you're, you're, you're talking late 20s. And Kulak has been part of um, one of the stronger pairings on the Oilers' defense. Brett is a capable two-way puck-moving guy. He's got an okay shot, pretty decent passing, decent defensive acumen. Again, uh, a guy who I think could easily play a job um, in like a second-pairing role, do a job in a second-pairing role. But, you know, with the Jets, he would probably be moved more towards like the third pairing. For me, I, I have mixed feelings because, for one thing, you know, the Jets have a really log jammed left side. So, uh, as much as I do think Kulak would actually be a, a pretty significant upgrade, I also don't want to block spots for guys like Sandberg and Heinola. So, you know, Kulak, if he would be willing to play on his offside, would be a very interesting addition for uh, the third pairing. I feel like this is the kind of guy that I would want maybe helping out somebody like Heinola. Brett, I think, could be a stabilizing force and kind of uh, account for the details. You know, he's been around the league for a while. He has that savvy veteran skill, and he's a smart player. I think if you give him Heinola, he's not going to hold Villy back. He'll actually work pretty well with him. And most importantly, I think he would, you know, offer some defensive support for for Villy's shortcomings because Heinola doesn't really do a lot of in-zone defense. Uh, it's more about cycling the puck and moving it up the ice really quickly. Uh, that's his kind of form of defense. So if you're looking for a guy who can maybe assist with a few more details, not on the level of Dylan DeMello, but kind of in the same vein, I think that that could be a, a decent idea. 
Again, though, because he's a lefty, I, I do think that there's probably a log jam of, of left-sided blue liners for this team. So it, it's not the most immediate signing, but it is a free agent I would have interested in. I, I would have interested in if, if the price was reasonable. But of course, he had a pretty successful season for Edmonton, and I really don't see why he would leave the Oilers necessarily. I think he's got a good spot. I think he could get a pretty decent payday if the team can actually afford him. If not, though, he should definitely hit the highways as soon as possible and find a squad that can, you know, utilize him well and give him a pretty decent raise. But there are a few other free agents that I think are worth spotlighting. We'll talk about those guys in just a little bit. Before we go any further, though, I did want to shout out our wonderful partners at rockauto.com. A lot of you have, uh, I'm sure, some vehicle of some sort, and whether it's new, old, obviously you know that out there in the wild world of auto parts and stuff, all of that maintenance can be really hard, especially when you need to buy replacement parts from any place because you know most retail locations don't have what you need. And if you go up to an auto store clerk, half the time they're just going to have to order something online anyway. So why waste time and money when you can go to rockauto.com and save both? rockauto.com is a family-run business with over 20 years of experience serving DIYers just like you. More importantly, though, you actually will have a chance to save a ton of money. They might have one part that you saw in a retail store for around $350. Well, rockauto.com has that same pump or other part for around $210. You're getting around $100 off. You're ordering from the comfort of your own home, and you're not wasting time, uh, and especially wasting gas now because going out these days is pretty expensive. Um, it doesn't really make sense to go anywhere else when rockauto.com has a great selection and some of the most competitive prices in the business. And again, they're a family-run business with great customer service because they understand your needs and want to make the most you know pleasant experience possible buying auto parts for your vehicle. If you're inter- interested, go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts a car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com right now. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Lockdown Winnipeg Jets. We are taking a look at some underrated, you know, gem uh, free agent signings that I think are actually really worth investigating, whether it's for the Manitoba Moose or for the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, obviously, these guys, you know, some of them will actually have the ability to be players that you could call up in an emergency if it came to it. Uh, uh, of course, waivers are a concern here, so you can't get, you know, bring in too many of these guys, but I think a couple of them could be potential depth options for the Moose and also just helping the Moose out in general. Cause you know, Manitoba last year was a pretty decent team, uh, but obviously finishing was kind of a problem. Um, we're not going to look at too many forwards that I think are going to be great additions for the Moose, but I do think that there is a defender who would actually be a good option if the team ends up losing someone, someone like Heinola. But before we talk about those free agents, uh, just wanted to say again, thank you for choosing to make Locked On Jets your first listen of the day, every day. While I have your attention, we did have a really important thing developing recently. Uh, you know, we're looking for feedback to make these Locked On podcasts even better than ever. Obviously, we want to hear what you like about us, what you don't like, what you want to see happen, what you want to see changed, what you think works well. All of this feedback is super helpful for us to make Locked On Winnipeg Jets and the rest of the Locked On Podcast Network as awesome as possible. So we've got an easy, super quick survey at LockedOnPodcasts.com slash survey. Again, that is LockedOnPodcasts.com slash survey. And if you fill it out, you'll be entered to win one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. It's a win-win for everyone. You get a chance to save some cash on concert or even Winnipeg Jets tickets. Great deal, in my opinion. And again, you know, it just helps us deliver even better podcasts for you 
going forward. Now, back to the topic at hand, which is free agency. Uh, I, I have a couple of guys that I pulled aside. We talked about Tyler Ennis and um, you know the, the potential option of somebody like Brett Kulak, who I think probably sits a little bit higher on the spectrum of, of what uh, I would qualify as a, a rough diamond because Kulak, I think, is going to get paid as somebody who's like a bit more of a higher end free agent, not like an elite player necessarily, but maybe like a middle tier guy. These guys, I, I think, are still going to be comfortably under the radar for a couple of reasons. Brogan Rafferty, for me, would be one of those guys who I think would actually be potentially really helpful for the Moose. Uh, Manitoba is about to get some roster changes thanks to the Jets probably needing to use Moose players uh, to graduate up to the NHL level, take up some spots, and also save some cash. Because obviously the financials over the past couple of years have not been great for the league. And so it's really important for teams to try and save money where they can. I think that's why you saw a lot of teams with guys that, frankly, I didn't even know were in the NHL. Uh, There were a lot of random players who I think it's awesome for them to get an NHL payday. You know, you you, you live in the minor leagues, you get a a fraction of an NHL salary. So I am all for it. I think it's great. Um, It does mean that, you know, depth players, the, the, the quality, I think, over the past year or so definitely took a bit of a dive for some teams. But I, I don't know that that's necessarily the worst thing. It does mean that some guys, again, are getting NHL paydays, and I'm all for that. I'm all about uh, workers' rights, and I feel like that's probably an actually okay development. For me, Rafferty is kind of one of those guys who could be one of those tweeners. Uh, he hasn't really played a lot at the NHL level, and I feel like when he was with Vancouver, there was some hype about him potentially being a decent you know, third-pairing option, but that never really panned out. And then he moved to, I believe it was the San Diego Gulls. Uh, his season there wasn't as good as it was with the uh, the Utica Comets. But I, I think from what I understand, the Comets are a better team than the Gulls. I'm sure somebody in Anaheim is getting really mad at me and yelling, no, that's not true. Um, but my understanding is that the Gulls have been a little bit mediocre over the, over the past couple of years. Uh, so for me, Rafferty would be based on his, you know, brief sample size at the pro level, I think a great option to fortify Manitoba's top four defense. He's got pretty good shooting. He's got good passing. Uh, he's an effective two-way defender with, you know, good puck moving ability. I think that he could be uh, a cheap option. You know, you're looking for a player who could maybe even be a seventh defender if you were to sign him to like a two-way deal. Most likely he would probably get just an AHL deal or something. And I think that that's perfectly fine. Uh, the moose for me, I, I would like to invest a little bit of support into just because I feel like Manitoba honestly just deserves it. Uh, I think that this is a team that has gotten closer to playoff glory, uh, especially this most recent playoff run, but obviously falling to Milwaukee in that opening round was pretty, um, pretty tragic. And I feel like with some tweaks and changes, you could actually turn that team into something super fun. But uh, I think the roster is going to have a huge turnover the, over this offseason. So maybe Rafferty doesn't cover enough of the losses that they're about to incur. But again, I think he's a really solid option. If the the Moose were able to bring him in, I'd be pretty happy about that. And I think he would do a, a nice job for um, you know the Winnipeg organization. Uh, another player that I would have some interest in as maybe like a fourth liner and somebody who could potentially be a guy that you also stash with the Manitoba Moose is Dominic Simone. Uh, Simone, I think, was most recently with the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, his his stay there wasn't anything particularly exciting, but I do think Simone, when he was with the Pittsburgh Penguins, was actually a pretty darn decent, uh, you know, middle six forward. 
he's the kind of guy that I think maybe had a habit of getting promoted into roles that were probably punching a little bit above his weight. Uh, is he like the most elite forward? No. And I think his scoring record probably would, would put most people off. But I think what you're getting with him is a, a strong two-way forward with actually pretty darn good shot impacts on the ice. Uh, I don't know what his last season with Anaheim was like, you know, might not have been as good as it was with Pittsburgh because quite obviously, you know, if you go to a Mike Sullivan system that will favor pretty much anyone to look pretty decent, there are very few players who look bad under um, the Penguins coaching staff, but Simone would probably be pretty affordable. Uh, He's not super old either. He's like 27 or 28. So if you're looking for a guy who would be a budget fourth liner and somebody that could also be a, uh, a potentially really good top six moose option, to give that Manitoba roster a little bit more finishing talent. I'd be down with that. Uh, He's been around the league for several years now, so it's not like he's inexperienced. Uh, Again, he hasn't played a ton of NHL games, relatively speaking, but, you know, for a value signing, I think he could be an option, and I wouldn't hate it at all. There are some players, though, that I would probably try to avoid, and we'll talk about a couple of those guys in just a little bit. Before we go any further, though, I do want to shout out our wonderful partners at BetOnline.net. They continue to be your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports info. You can find all the latest sports developments, news, and odds, including this year's basketball championship matchup, NHL hockey conference finals, like, you know, we've got the Eastern and Western conference finals heading up to the uh, Stanley Cup finals, Major League Baseball, and of course, all the latest fighting news from MMA, UFC, and boxing. If you're into other sports, no problem. They've got you covered there as well with stuff like European football, F1, NASCAR, all the fun stuff, all the sports you love. They've got it all tracked. They've also got all the betting lines and odds you can possibly want. And again, they've got sporting wagering information, live betting, esports, and so much more. Getting started really couldn't be easier. Just go to betonline.net on your laptop or mobile device to check out all the latest trends and action right now. BetOnline, it's where the game starts. Hello, friends, and welcome back to these closing thoughts on tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. We are taking a look at uh, you know, a pretty decent list of what I would call underrated gem kind of players for free agency. Uh, we've talked about some guys like Brogan Rafferty, Dominic Simone, and a few others who are decent options as depth players, either for the Jets or for the Moose. There are some guys that are, that, that I, would, I, I feel like the Jets should probably try and stay away from. Uh, and some of these players I wouldn't be shocked if Winnipeg has inquired about in the past. One of them is Vladislav Nemesnikov. Uh, Nemesnikov seemingly gets traded every year, and I don't really know um, how many times he's kind of been around the block. Nemesnikov is a, a solid finisher and somebody who maybe slides into uh, a scoring role on like a third line. That said, he's always had pretty mediocre to bad shot impacts. And I feel like, yeah, you know, paying a couple million or something for 30, 40 points, it's pretty decent value. But I kind of worry that he's the sort of player that would block maybe like a Cole Perfetti from taking an elevated role. Um, and again, I, I think I, I'm looking for guys who are more progressive. And even if they're not scoring tons of points, I want positive impact players on the ice, uh, guys who can be defensively responsible, players who are are good at sh- creating shots. Um, in, in football statistics, we talk about shot creating actions, and I feel like players who are consistently good at passing, uh, build up play, setting up good offensive zone sequences, I'm more interested in that than I am just in players who finish. It's not like Nemesnikov is a particularly bad player. I just feel like he's probably going to be a little bit expensive and 
honestly doesn't influence the game enough in a way that I would be super uh, excited to bring in. Likewise, I kind of feel like Callie Yarncroc for me is sort of in that same boat. Uh, the difference here is that Yarncroc is actually pretty darn good, and I feel like he's going to be paid like it. Uh, he didn't have like a crazy, crazy season for the Flames, but in the role that he was asked to play, I think he was super effective. Uh, Yarncroc, again, one of those kinds of players that is uh, a little bit of, I wouldn't say he's actually all that underrated these days. I feel like because of the advent of you know hockey analytics and the continued understanding of of what makes a player really effective on the ice. Um, he's increasingly coming to the limelight as somebody who is a really good two-way forward with a pretty decent shot and, you know, again, decent passing and stuff, enough to be capable of being a middle six player. But uh, what he'll be paid in free agency, I'm sure, is pretty rich. Uh, I could easily see him getting like three and a half or something, maybe even four million from some rich team. Um, not that I would be super in love with that. Uh, he, he's one of those guys that I think has been, you know, signed to longer term deals with Nashville. I think he signed, what was it like four or five years, maybe even six at like 2 million. Uh, but now his deal is finally running out. And so he's going to be looking for some kind of a raise. This is probably the last big contract he's going to have for a while. So he needs to make it count. Um, one other player that I'm going to talk about that I would be very much, uh, wanting to avoid is Eric Goodbranson. I know the Jets are going to be looking for like big physical D uh, guys who hit hard. He's a right-handed shot. He had 17 points in 78 games, and he often did play under Sutter. Stay far away. Good Branson, nice guy. I think he works hard. I think that his physicality and strength can actually be a nice asset. But the problem is, is that the rest of his game is kind of a mess, especially defensively. Uh, you're kind of looking at another sort of Mark Stewart or... Uh, one of these other players who were definitely more of the stay-at-home type, and the game is just moving away from that uh, to the point where I, I, I don't really know where Good Branson fits in. I think if he was to be like a seventh defender for some contender, you're not really complaining about it. Uh, but again, he was paid around two million this season, and I'm sure he'll probably get a similar deal on his next contract, especially with uh, a modest scoring total for a defender. Um, but for me, Good Branson just isn't a player that I'm that interested in. And I kind of worry that the Jets are going to look for some gritty physical type for whoever the next coach is going to be. And I don't want it to be, you know, a six foot, six five pylon or something that, you know, blocks a roster spot from a prospect. I would rather the Jets kind of start the retooling and rebuilding process, giving some of their youth a chance to really seize these spots, than pick a guy who you basically know what you're getting with him and it's going to be mediocre at best. So uh, I'd be curious to know your thoughts on that. Do you feel like the team needs an Eric Branson type of player or maybe even a Justin Braun? Uh, there are plenty of guys out there like this who um, I think Braun's probably more than a little bit better than good Branson, but you know, they're, they're definitely in that similar sort of mold. Um, and I, I feel the game has moved far enough away from that to where, I, I just don't really see a spot, but maybe you disagree. Maybe you feel like this is the single thing that Jets are missing. Be sure to let me know at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets on Twitter or in the YouTube comments below. Keep it tame and keep it civil. Uh, but for tonight's episode, that is going to be all the time that we have. We're probably going to continue talking about a few more other free agents. I think we've mostly exhausted the most interesting names so far, but there are some guys that I haven't talked about because... Uh, I kind of want to wait to see what their contract status is and if they're talking about returning before I really focus on them. 
you know, some of these players like Valeri Nutrushkin, I don't really see a reason why he would leave Colorado, but he is due for a major raise. And if Colorado can't afford him, uh, he is a player that I could definitely see really smart teams pursuing and trying to bring in. But we'll save that for a future episode and talk about the odds of maybe Winnipeg bringing in one of these players uh, and whether or not it's actually a smart choice on maybe, I don't know, Thursday or Friday. But again, for tonight's episode, that is going to be all the time that we have. Again, thank you so much for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. While you're at it, please make your second listen Locked On NHL. Locked On NHL covers the playoffs like no other. Hear the latest news and opinions from local experts every Monday through Friday. It's free and available wherever you get your favorite podcasts, same as where the Winnipeg you know, Locked On Jets podcast is. So again, like, follow, and subscribe right now. And as always, thank you for listening. Have a great night, and go Jets go.